Good morning. It is is morning. It's uh what is it? It is eight yeah holy crap really eight seventeen it is eight seventeen Sunday September the tenth twenty twenty three on an overcast day here on the high plains east of the Rocky Mountains in Greeley, Colorado. A bare 60 degrees, a uh, weather forecast is 70s today. We're gonna be a nice cool, possibly damp <clears throat> Sunday. Had a fun day off yesterday. Played Eve online all day, but fun day. I uh, finished off the MR Forbes Forgotten Galaxy, Hidden Galaxy, whatever it was. Mm. It was pretty good. It, it kept me going through the whole book, and I got to the end of the book, and I said to myself, I said, Self, do I really want to carry on with this book? And the answer is no. Was, it was well done. I, I will give him or her, them. It was well done. It was right down the track in terms of formulaic military science fiction. Perhaps space opera by dint of The fact that it was set in an interstellar civilization, but a lot of military science fiction is, which I suppose technically makes it space opera, but also very, very much more of the same. If you like Pew Pew, if you like if you like that uh, sort of pulp action, every time you turn around, every win you make introduces the next failure. It's a good book. It 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 does it does what it's supposed to do. It does, I think, what the author intended. But it wasn't, I didn't want to read the next book in the series. 
damning with faint praise, I suppose. It was well done, just not the book for me. So I went back to an old favorite, Backyard Spaceship, Cheney and Megert. It's been so long since I've played with them in their universe, I've forgotten exactly who all these people are that are on the ship, the Fafnir. Also a bit formulaic. Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to own that. Every step forward comes with a step back, which is not, not a bad thing. It's just not the same. And, uh, let me rephrase that. It's more of the same kind of storytelling that is really what drove me to start telling stories of my own that didn't have that kind of one step forward, two steps back feeling to them. Oh, my mouth is so dry this morning. I stayed up too late last night. I was reading <laughs> Chinese at Megert. But I was, I was late getting pajamas on. I was late getting ready for bed. I was late getting to bed. And so I was late reading. Slept in this morning until just after six. After the 4.35 o'clock wake-up, 6 o'clock feels like, God, day's half over. I had to feed cannoli. I didn't want to just spend five minutes and feed him and then stuff him back in his box. So we sat and had a little, a little cuddle, some scritches. A few more days. Wednesday. Wednesday, he gets his collar off. And boy, will we be happy. He can go back to being the obstreperous little shit that he is. Oh, excuse me. So yeah, I stopped to get some breakfast and then wrote in my journal and read the, uh, the Tao of the day. story today was about a farmer who 
has an extensive orchard, 500 trees. And how in conversation, sharing his, sharing his, his apples with a friend, the conversation involved a, a Well, there was just so much to do. I didn't, I didn't get to prune my trees. Each tree takes a day by itself, and there are 500 of them, so I didn't prune my trees. And as a result, the, the fruit was a little small. But in spite of that, I still got them, got a crop in and got them to market, and. It still tastes pretty good. Morning. So was it work or lazy? Was it nature or was it the natural unfolding of the universe or was it just a failure or what and the, the conclusion was mm, the fruit was still good It's not like there was no fruit. There wasn't like, there was any kind of failure on the farmer's part. It was just, he didn't have time. He didn't have the resources necessary to, to prune his 500 trees. And so as a result, his, his fruit are a little smaller. Not by much. And they still tasted good. Somebody's got a barbecue going here this morning. It's smell it. Geez, I really hunked along this morning. My hips are saying, dude, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> I had uh, an excess suicide blonde, and then there was, there was another one that had me, had me jumping. Electric Avenue. Electric Avenue. Get ready, sit with me. Mug post.
So walking in time with the beat for those two songs in particular was like... <laughs> so I, I mean, I've been pondering a lot about like, why am I not? Why is this isn't? Why isn't this working? Why isn't? Why aren't things? Why aren't things? Why aren't things going the way I want? And part of it, part of it, I'm pretty sure. But if I take the spiritual view, is that the problem isn't how things are going; it's what I want. And Evan took me to task the other day about the difference between work and play and how if your work becomes play, it, the challenge is maintaining the headspace needed to enjoy the play when, when you're getting work done, when you're getting paid for it. in the NPC constellation this morning. It was a conversation I had with my therapist before she retired about the nature of work and my relationship to art. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go there. We'll call it art. My relationship with writing and how back in the day when I still had a day job and had to write between four and seven in the morning and seven and ten in the evening and on the weekends when I had to write in those time slots, I wrote. I had to, because there was no other time. I had to go to work. I had to take care of the family. I had to do all this other stuff that wasn't writing. And so when I had the day job structure, I, I'm not going to say I wrote more. I was certainly more disciplined about it. There were also... It was also arguably easier because I had less consciousness of what it was I was doing. It's like, okay, sit down, throw words on the page, write as fast as you can until your time is up and then go fix breakfast or then go brush your teeth and get ready for bed or whatever. Heartfelt goodbye to the dog, is that what I heard? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you must be so popular in this neighborhood. My God. I don't know if you heard that, that engine start up. It was a, it's a pickup truck and will probably come cruising past me here in a minute. Thanks a bunch. So yeah, I've been thinking about that, and a, a thread of convert of a thread of thought that I carried around for the first few months of the year as I was thinking about my my word of the year juggle, which I picked because I knew I would eventually drop like I have, <laughs> and dropping and picking up and starting again is part of juggling maybe the largest part, particularly in the beginning. Run, little spider. But early on, one of the reasons I did not take a day off was because why would I take a day off from the thing I wanted to do the most? Yep, that's right. Really, the only reason I broke the day up was so that I didn't actually burn out on writing. I didn't actually spend all my time writing until I just didn't want to do it anymore, until I didn't, couldn't face it any longer. And yet, ultimately, that happened, because once I got those three books off my table, once they were out in the wild, everything sort of collapsed, me included. Lots of missed days on the walk, Lots of mistakes on the writing. Lots of wasted brain cycles. Fretting over not doing the walk and not doing the writing and I'm going to use a judgmental term here because it speaks to my mental state. Wasting a bunch of time. But here's the thing. The cat is fighting me, and the cat is fighting me because I know that story isn't what it needs to be. I know it. And I suspect the only thing that's keeping me trying to make it 
right is sunk cost fallacy. I, I've spent so much time and effort on it so far, I don't want to throw it away. I just want to put a little more into it and, and make it better and make it right. And it, Part of me seems to know that's not going to work. So it's not letting me do it. I said a while ago I thought that the thing I needed to do was to throw it away and start over. I know a lot about the story now. I know a lot about the characters. I know a lot about what their motivations are, what they're doing, and, and why they're doing it, and how it all comes together. But it's a lot like that M.R. Forbes. It's very formulaic. It's very... This happened, but then that, and then this happened, but then that, and then this happened, and this happened, and now this is happening, but... And... It's not working for me. The original Butler worked because of the joy of the fun I was having writing the book, writing the story, exploring Shackelford House with Roger Mulligan. Telegraphed from the very first chapter why Roger Mulligan needed to be in that book. And just having fun with it all along the way. And that joy is missing. So I need to find it. I need to put it back. But in the meantime, I am at the back gate. Tomorrow's another day, and with any luck at all, I'll talk to you then.